1: Welcome back. Thank you so much for joining us wherever you are listening from and on whatever platform you're listening on. Your support and listening and sharing this podcast, it is so greatly appreciated. Now, today's topic is one that we all think about and we reflect on as coaches because we are going to be talking about leadership and we are going to be talking about developing leaders I know as coaches, we always want to bring leadership qualities out of our players and empower them with the confidence to lead. And so we're going to talk about the art of teaching leadership, demonstrating leadership, and even trying to bring that leadership out of our perhaps more reluctant players who aren't necessarily the most willing to be leaders. So to help discuss this topic, I'm very happy to be joined by Coach Telby Glebe. Coach, how are you today?
0: I am great. How are you?
1: I am doing quite well, and, and thank you for, for hopping on to talk about this topic. I know as coaches are always looking for, for leaders and ways to bring the leadership out of their players, so really looking forward to getting into this. So let's go ahead and start with uh, introduction to you, Coach, uh, where basketball's taking you, where coaching's taking you, where you're currently at right now.
0: Okay, Um, So I am from a small town in Indiana and then I had a basketball scholarship to Maryville University in St. Louis, Uh, lived out there for a while and I was a skill development coach with the Larry Hughes Basketball Academy and then I also uh, coached an eighth grade team like a local team there. Um, When my now husband and I moved back here to Indiana, I helped out a local school uh, just when I could really and then coached their eighth grade team and then got my first varsity head coaching position last season and uh, walked into a team that uh, they had been 0-40 and and then you know we won four games so that was pretty big Um, and then that was a 2A school and then the job that I have now I'm at New Albany High School which is in New Albany, Indiana uh, teaching and I'm the head coach there so and that's a 4A school so had the you know a quick journey, but uh very fortunate to you know be where i'm at now so
1: well you you've put a put a lot into that journey though there's been been steps along the way a lot of a lot of different opportunities that you've had along the way and and you know, I, as you kind of mentioned about the the previous school that you were at, you know, taking that from zero to the four wins, that, that's still a huge accomplishment. And that's still yeah. something I'm, I'm, I'm sure to be proud of. And, and they were happy to, to see some success in that way, for sure. Yeah. Um, and, and so you mentioned about uh, you, you being a teacher and... I know a lot of the people who are listening, who are coaches, are also teachers as well. And so I want to touch on that with you. And I myself am also a teacher. So I want to talk about how being a teacher, how that's affected your coaching. I know that you, we can learn a lot from, from playing the game, but what has being a teacher done to help you become a better coach?
0: Yeah. So, um, I'll be completely honest. I never really wanted to be in the classroom. Uh, (laughs) I mean, uh, you know, it wasn't my, I didn't get a degree in teaching or anything. And, you know, once you get into high school coaching, it just, you know, kind of comes with it. So, um, I actually just started teaching last year and, you know, they were like, well, we have a teaching position open. Would you want to do it? And I was like, sure, I'll add that to the resume. (laughs) Uh, Why not? Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, just being in it, you know, like I said, I never thought I wanted, wanted to be a teacher, but now that I am, I mean, just, it gives you a whole nother, I guess, side of the, the athletes that you have. Um, and it helps to build better relationships. Um, I'm a big, big person on building relationships. So, you know, it's really cool to be able to see them in the hallways or, you know, um, another teacher walks by and say, oh, you know, so-and-so, they were awesome in class today, you know, just being able to build those relationships, not only with the kids, but also other teachers, and kind of uh, build that support system around the the girls, and then your program, um, it's really kind of opened my eyes to, to that.
1: And, and I, I can imagine that for the players, too, that they just like having their coach around, they like knowing that they're in the building that they know that they're they're available or they might see them out, out in the hallway. And I think it helps for those coaches who are teachers. It, it really kind of makes you feel a little bit more ingrained in the school culture and, and in, in the environment. And like you said, you get to kind of see a different side of them and see the way that they act for better or for worse in the hallways or the way that they, they conduct themselves in school. And so uh, it, it is really interesting to, to see the the student part in the student athlete life, if you're the, in the teaching realm and in the coaching realm. So I, I have to ask to follow up on that because teaching uh, as well as coaching is, is really the only professions that I've had. So when, when you started teaching last year, what did, what did you find as the biggest like culture shocker adjustment for, for getting into the classroom?
0: Um, there really wasn't a lot. So I mean, there is, but you know, my biggest thing, and when I started last year, the principal, you know, he was like, you know, just because you didn't go to a, you know, through the teaching program, the same, the same principles you build your team on are the same principles you control your classroom. You know, there's, you know, communication, there's uh, trust, you know, all those types of things. So I really tried to lean on, you know, how am I as a coach and kind of transfer that into the classroom um and i really did catch myself us catch myself sometimes i'd be like okay i actually need to like teach something today not just like sit and talk and um you know get to know the kids which i think they enjoy but you know at times i was like all right i need to actually like accomplish something today um education wise (laughs) instead of you know talking about their backgrounds and things like that so that was probably the hardest is, you know, okay, I actually have to teach them things. I mean, I know that's the whole point of being a teacher, but I just really like talking to people and learning their story. So that was probably the biggest thing.
1: Well, and and those kids won't stop you from from talking if you just want to talk <laughs> and you just want to listen and and or they just want to listen and they'll talk. Trust me, they they're not going right. to stop you to be like, oh, we really want to learn right now. <laughs> right, right. Uh, uh, that's but no, I mean it's great about building relationships though, and I mean really, that's whether it's coaching or, or teaching. I think the relationships that you build with your players or with your students, you know, those are the things that are long lasting. Those are the things that uh, will will set great uh, just. Things for your program just great reputation for your program when they they'll see how positive it is and how, how great the relationships are and, and so yeah I, I completely agree with the transferable skills that exist within coaching and and with teaching yeah. so uh as we kind of get into our topic now about the the concept of, of developing leaders and in bringing the leadership out of players uh i, I want to talk about you on a, on a personal experience of your own basketball experience and, and, and your playing of basketball did did you consider yourself personally to be a, as, a, as a leader when you played basketball? Was it something that was brought out of you? Did you find that that was something that you always had within you? I'm just curious about your own personal experience first.
0: Um, I think I believe that I was always just kind of a natural born leader. Um, I always was the type of player and the type of person, you know, going through high school and in college, like I wanted to put the team on my back, you know, put me in a situation where, you know, I have to knock down the free throws, and I'll do it, or, you know, put me on the guy that, or the the woman, whatever, that I need to stop, and I'll do that, so I was always, I've always been a leader, and, you know, sometimes maybe a little too vocal as a leader, but, um, you know, I was always, you know, I made a point to make sure nobody beat me in the sprint, you know, I wanted to set that example, and, no, you know, a leader, I'm a point guard, I'm going to, command the floor I'm the floor general so I'm not going to lead from the back I'm going to lead from the front so that was just always kind of my mentality as you know a leader and a point guard
1: well I I think that the idea like you said of of kind of leading from the front leading by example that 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 probably helps a lot in being seen as a leader and I'm sure we'll get into that you know your actions as well as the things that you say is if both of them line up and both of them are are similar then it's probably a lot easier for people to to see that leadership when They see it in actions as well as words. Yep. So now that you're in that position of coaching and now that you're coaching leaders yourself on the basketball court, to start off with, what characteristics do you look for that help you identify like, oh, I want, I know that that, you know, person's going to be a leader or I know that that person has leadership qualities that I need to bring out in them?
0: Yeah. So, um, some of the, the big ones, and I made some notes, so hopefully I don't get too (laughs) up here.
1: (laughs) It's all good.
0: Um, one of the big things that I kind of see, especially in high school girls, you know, some of them, like you said earlier, are kind of reluctant to be leaders. Um, but one of the biggest ones I look for is, you know, having a sense of urgency about themselves. Um, you know, a lot of kids these days, they, you know, not all of them, but a lot of them are, they've, they've, They feel entitled, you know, and I talk to them all the time, you know, playing basketball is a privilege. It is not a right. So, you know, I look for, you know, the athlete that's going to walk in the gym with a sense of urgency to be in there. You know, they're not going to stroll in and, you know, put their shoes on slowly. Um, So I, you know, notice those types of things right off the bat. Um, Probably, you know, they're enthusiastic to be there. Uh, They enjoy being there, you know, I was never a big practice person. I would rather just play games, but, you know, I, you know, I try to be as enthusiastic as possible. I was always the one, you know, giving the most high fives and talking the most, um, helping my teammates, you know, if something, you know, I probably could have helped a little more, but something I look for in my teammate or in my girls now is, you know, which girl is going to help a newcomer, you know, understand what we're doing. So those are some things, I guess, that I look for personally.
1: So I, I'm really curious because of the experience that that you mentioned earlier about the the team that you took over previously that hadn't had a lot of success. When you were in, in that particular program, I, I know that if a program isn't that successful and and some of the players in that program are, aren't necessarily used to being successful, that that sense of urgency could be lacking or they could just kind of be down on themselves and there's not perhaps a lot of that excitement or urgency. Was that something that you that you noticed when you're in that program? Did you still see players who were who had that leadership in them and were urgent were excited and and were all gung-ho? I'm just curious about that experience considering this unique circumstance that that school was in.
0: Yeah Uh, so that one is extremely unique and I commend you know all the girls that were on the team and in the program because you know they were they weren't getting beat you know one and two points every game they were getting blown out by 50 plus points every game so you know I was I tried to look at it I didn't really look at a ton of scores and score books and things like that because I wanted to have my own um, idea of them and you know, as soon as I took the job over, they were like, when can we get in the gym? And, you know, for them to still have that sense of urgency to still, you know, to get beat by 40 points, but then still want to come to open gym and then put more time in. I, I was extremely impressed by that because honestly, I probably would not have been like that. <laughs> um, and leadership wise, I mean, they didn't really know how to be leaders. They had never really been taught you know, how to be leaders or how to bring out those qualities. But, you know, as the season went on, different players kind of realized uh, their role. And a lot of them, they weren't necessarily vocal leaders, but a a few of them were, you know, they led by example, you know, they were putting in the time after they were, um, you know, calling me about, okay, what can I do better and things like that. So there was a little bit of a sense of urgency, but, you know, at the same time, I don't really know if they they didn't really know anything. <laughs> I mean, not to take anything away from them, but, um, you know, and then, you know, for them to welcome me, I was actually the, I think the fourth coach in a, in four years that they had had. So for them to welcome me and, you know, take on a new system and a new coaching style, um, they they handled it well. So it was interesting, to say the least.
1: Uh, well, I, I, I think then that that kind of speaks to, at least for, for that circumstance, it, at least that they still loved playing basketball. They probably still loved being around each other. They probably still like the, the, the teamwork and the camaraderie and just the process of getting better which yeah. i think is which i think is incredibly important to to just always try to improve and like you said if you might not be looking at the scoreboard necessarily for to yeah. <laughs> judge you know success but incrementally you you saw success and you saw them you know still keep working hard and like you said demonstrating that leadership uh by example and through the mm-hmm. things that they do and and i think that one of the things that uh, we're kind of getting at, and I'll have you kind of re-emphasize this if I'm correct. Is that a lot of the qualities and the things that you're identifying in terms of leadership really don't have anything to do with basketball skills? Am I, am I kind of correct in thinking that?
0: Yep. yep, absolutely.
1: So you're looking at at more of those. Um, if we're looking at more of those intangible things, those things that aren't necessarily basketball skills, then. Uh, that leads me to also think that the leaders that exist on your team don't necessarily have to be the best basketball players. Has that kind of been the experience? Does it? How, how does that kind of work in terms of the leadership and how it relates to their on-court performance?
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, it obviously helps if you, they're good. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> um, but no, I, you know, I've always kind of been – and, you know, if you would have asked me this five years ago, I probably have been like, oh, my gosh, I need just need them all to drop 20 points, whatever. But <laughs> um, now I'm, you know, after you play and you go through it and things, you start to realize, you know, in your jobs now how important the, the little things, you know, the intangible things that you learn through sports and, you know, for me for through basketball are so much more important than, you know, how many points I scored. So those are the things I always try to look for the qualities that – you know, are going to be the things that put them into leadership positions, you know, after high school and things like that. So those are the qualities. And that's just kind of I'm very big on character development, more so than I mean, if obviously, we do basketball, but, you know, I'm looking to teach and this is something I was going to talk about later on. But you know, I teach through basketball, not for basketball. So one of my old friends used to say, you know, if If they say it's just a game then why is everybody so concerned with the game you know when we should be teaching these kids through the game not for the game so that's just kind of stuck with me because i know now how important the things that i learned through basketball have helped me you know become a head coach now or a teacher and things like that so it's definitely the intangible things you know outside of you know scoring 20 points a night so
1: yeah, but both of them are nice. You can score yeah, twenty absolutely. points and be a leader. Hey, that'll <laughs> yeah. take that too. But no, no, you, you and I are a hundred percent in in line with that that process of you know the me and sounds like you as well I, I'm just teaching a bunch of life skills and a bunch of things that they're they get to use but I just get to teach it through basketball so yeah. you know that's the best of both worlds I can teach you all these things about leadership determination perseverance hopefully all these other great things And we get to do it for a basketball game so to me that's like that's the best thing ever <laughs> it's Absolutely. the best, best possible platform for for you uh for you all to to learn that skill yeah. now uh, as we know, and, and as you have mentioned, that many many of our young athletes uh, n- need to be taught how to be a leader. And so for you, do you find yourself, uh, either now or in your previous positions, do you find yourself having to almost teach and model that process so that um, your girls understand what leadership looks like?
0: Yes. Um, you know, I anybody will say, you know, you can't walk the walk if, or you can't talk the talk if you don't walk the walk. So, you know, I can't, my biggest things, you know, with coaching is communication. And, you know, I talk to the team all the time, you know, if you can't communicate, then you can't be on the floor. You know, you can't leave your teammates, you know, hanging high and dry on a screen and get their back broke, you know, just different things like that. So when we talk about communication, I over communicate because, you know, I want them to think, I want them to see, okay, well, coach communicates all the time, so that's what she means, or, you know, it takes a little bit, and sometimes the girls, you know, if you talk to a kid, you find a kid that you, you see these leadership qualities in, it's almost, um, it's almost embarrassing for them, you know, if you talk to them, you're like, hey, you know, I really think you have the characteristics, and you know, the behaviors and things to be a really great leader someday, they almost get embarrassed. (laughs) And yeah, and I don't know if it's because they have, you know, the wrong um, idea of what a leader is, you know, if they just think it's like this bossy person, I don't know. Um, But yeah, that's the biggest thing. And with my coaching staff, too, you know, we're I tell them all the time, like, we can't, you know, we can't tell them to be these things, or, you know, we can't tell the leaders to act like this or like that if we're not going to do the same thing. So, um, you know, just as I hold the girls accountable to how they behave and things like that, you know, I also hold the coaching staff to those as well. So, you know, if we, if we can't model it, you know, we're not setting the precedent for our program to build that, you know, culture around that. So.
1: And when it comes to modeling, um, are there are there certain behaviors or certain characteristics that that you, when you're modeling them um, that, you, that you really think about and you're really, like, being self-aware about? Like, I know for me as a coach, one of mine is, like, being on time, but mm-hmm. I know I have to think a lot about, okay, I, I know school just got out, I have X amount of minutes, but all right, if I want to, you know, preach being on time, I got to make sure like as best as I can that I'm out there and and I'm being on time. And I know that another one for me is about, you know, just just the general and the respect and then respecting, you know, the officials and respecting the other teams, so on and so forth, which means I have to do that in the way that I behave and the way I conduct myself. So are are there certain things that you really have to like reflect on or, or maybe ways that you've had to like improve a little bit so that you're modeling those characteristics for your girls?
0: Yeah. uh, Probably the biggest one. And, you know, if you probably ask my teammates, they were probably like, gosh, she was such a B, you know, just, (laughs) just the way I talked to like, I never, I was never like negative. I just, I talked at people, not to them. And so that's probably my biggest thing now is, and I actually, my, my little sister, she's helping me coach. And (laughs) we were, you know, doing a drill the other night, and she corrected them on something. And I was like, Kelsey, you can't talk at them, you have to talk to them. And she's like, Oh, shoot, my bad. Okay. Um, so that's probably the biggest thing is, you know, taking a breath and not reacting, just, you know, talking to them. Um, I would have been a 1000 times better of a leader had I learned that back when I was playing, you know, if I want something corrected or whatever, I need to talk to people, not talk at them. So that's probably my biggest thing. If I see something or, you know, get frustrated about something, I'm like, okay, take a breath, talk to them, not at them, you okay. know, and just watch the tone of your voice.
1: <laughs> well, I, th- I think the I think the tone of your voice part that you mentioned is is really key because I, I don't know about you, but I know for me when I see something, it immediately sparks a thought or something in my mind that I immediately want to get out and like immediately mm-hmm. I want to say what what it is that's on my mind, but I know that it might not come across the way that I want it to, or, or they might not take it the way I want it to. I, I'm pretty fortunate now in my situation that my, some of my girls have they've been with me a while that they kind of know the way I communicate, but still um, some things are best left uh, either in your head or <laughs> probably filtered a little bit and, and make yeah. sure that they're communicated <laughs> the right way. Uh, and that actually leads to a follow-up question about something that you you mentioned earlier about about the process of um, over communicating so I'm just curious about what that means to you and and your staff so you're demonstrating this this leadership quality of communication and then you mentioned how you, you almost purposefully over communicate are there specific like instances or examples when you're intentionally over communicating to your girls
0: uh probably off court actually um you know, just, you know, in our group chat, you know, just constantly, and it's probably, they probably get annoying, they probably (laughs) get the notifications by now, but, you know, just checking in and letting them know, like, hey, hope you all are having a great day, you all did awesome last night, Um, let's get back after it tonight, or, you know, just something like that, so just always communicating, you know, we have, we have the, an app for our schedule, we have, I printed out, printed out schedules, like, just making sure that everybody's on the same page, and um, just letting them always know that, you know, I, I, I don't mind surprises, but, you know, I like to know what's going on because, you know, I can't coach them effectively if I don't know what's going on. So, um, that's my big thing. Like, Hey, I'll tell you, you know, I come in, I'll be like, Hey, I'm not having a great day today, but I'm not going to take it out on you girls. So (laughs) just, you know, just always being open and honest, um, you know, when something's going on and not trying to act like I'm this, you know, person that has no issues or feelings or anything like I'm this stone cold person. So just really letting them know like, hey, life right now is tough for a lot of people. You know, we've been in this pandemic and whatever. So just being real and open and really, like I said, just over communicating.
1: Yeah, it, it doesn't hurt for your players to see you as a human being and to actually see you as a person with feelings and thoughts and emotions, yeah, and yeah. Uh, I, I know that I've yeah. even had students of mine who, who, will, who will joke if I ever mention about, like, having interests outside of teaching and coaching as if, like, that is my whole existence and that's all right. I ever do, but <laughs> it helps them, I think, to, to kind of see you that way and, and know that, you know, like, to a certain extent that you'll share with them, like, hey, like, I'm feeling sick or, hey, like, this Happened, and I might be a little uh, off right now. And, and mm-hmm. if you have a good relationship with with your players, they'll they'll respect that, and they should be able to understand and work with that. Um, and and with that communication piece, and and with those the, those positive messages, or the ways that you communicate, or the ways that you kind of say like, "Hey, like you did a great job, girls. Like let's keep at it," and things like that. Are, are those things that you would? intentionally like teach for, for certain players to like, hey, I, I want you to be that type of person for the team and, and say those things as well and encourage them and communicate positively off the court and, and kind of, you know, pump them up that way? Or is that not not something that, that you're too worried about in terms of like the leaders on your team and the responsibilities you want them to have?
0: Um, I would say it definitely is. Um, And more so, you know, and you probably know whenever, you know, if you played and things like that, there was always that one person that, you know, if something happened or something went wrong, you would look to that person and be like, okay, what are they doing right now? Because whatever they're doing, I need to do. So, you know, just if, you know, we have whatever age they're in, if, you know, you see somebody get down, you know, for those leaders to pick them up and just, you know, Hey, it's all right. Get the next one or something like that. Like, I just think it builds a camaraderie and, you know, lets kids know like, okay, my leader is, you know, instilling some confidence in me. So it definitely, you know, I don't want them to be fake about it by any means, but (laughs) it's definitely important for them to, you know, if, if they are the people or the person that some athletes look to, you know, for them to be able to say, hey, good job, you know, great job tonight, or, you know, come back tomorrow, and we'll get after it, or something like that. So, I mean, it's not something I'm harping on them to do, but it's definitely something that I think helps build that team uh, dynamic and things like that.
1: Well, I, absolutely, I 100% agree with that. I think that that you that you bring up a really good point, and that might be even something for coaches to consider uh, when they 're looking at film is is when there is like um, a, a foul or there is like some sort of break in the action or something where the girls or the or the guys are are looking to somebody like who do they look to like who who are they looking at you know it 's one thing to you know look at the coach if the coach is saying something, but if that isn't happening, like who are the players who do they turn to who's speaking up who do they go to like it, it might give you some insight as to. Who the players on your team are relying on, or who they're looking for for like some guidance or for some sort of direction. It might it might just be like a quick glance at a player, but even that would be like okay. So I know when this happens, they're looking to so and so to yep. to say something or give some some reassurance, and it could be useful information. I, I think that that's I think that's a good thing to consider. Yep. Now, in a perfect world, uh, all of our leaders that we identify are, are going to be leaders, and they're going to. They're going to take the, take the mantle and, and be perfectly okay with, with leadership because we told them we need them to be. But uh, unfortunately, that is not the world that we live in. And sometimes we have players who we see leadership qualities in, but they are resistant or they don't really want to be a leader for one way or the other. So for you what is that process like for you to kind of bring that out of them? I I guess there's going to be two parts to this question. So we'll start with the first part, the one who maybe has that quality in them, but for whatever reason, they're they're reluctant or they're shy or they're nervous. They don't really have the confidence in themselves to do it. How how do you kind of go about slowly bringing those leadership qualities out of them?
0: Uh, Well, I will definitely, you know, in, I think there's two types of leaders. I mean, I think, you know, if you have a, if you have a player that, you know, can lead vocally, but also lead by example, I think that's Mm -hmm. obviously the way you want, but you know, there are athletes that are shy and they don't, they don't want the pressure. So, you know, if, if they're reluctant to kind of take on the role, if I see something happen, you know, just kind of how we talked, well, you know, so-and-so looked to you when, It went badly or you know showing them in film just like we just talked about hey when this happened in the game these girls looked at you like so just kind of showing them like oh okay like it doesn't have to be you know this thing where you have to be this vocal cheerleader and whatever it's they look at you because you have a sense of calmness about yourself so um just kind of showing them examples or you know in practice if uh, you know, a youngster comes up to them and asks a question like, hey, you know, they look to you as a leader. That's why they came to you. You know, they, they trust you. They look up to you, different things like that. So just kind of, I guess, giving them little nuggets or little um, tidbits of, hey, that's why, you know, that's why I think you're a leader. That's why we see these leadership qualities in you is because of these little examples right here.
1: And in your experience with those players, what have you found maybe the the barrier that that that's, that you've had to break through with those players? Do you think it's just a lack of confidence, shyness, combination? What sort of factors do you think you, you've had to sort of break down or barriers you've had to break
0: down in order to, to kind of bring that out of them? I really think it is confidence. Um, you know, and I'm sure there's other things as well, mm-hmm. but I would probably you know, if I had to, you know, take a survey or whatever, it would be confidence over and over again. Um, You know, just, you know, think about, you know, teenage girls or, you know, even teenage boys, just, I mean, I know boys are a little more confident than girls are, but- Maybe too much so. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Um, But girls, they're just, they just lack so much confidence. Why? I have no idea. But, you know, that is probably the hardest thing of just building them up, you know, and I'm not, A negative coach, you know, I try to always coach them through things, but, you know, just building them up and, you know, letting them know that, you know, they're great or whatever it is, but I would probably say confidence is the biggest, the biggest barrier between, you know, a leader being a leader.
1: And and well, I, I I completely agree with that because I've I've seen that uh, as well, and and I've I've coached before for years at, at middle school too, and oh boy, it exists there, <laughs> especially <laughs> out, out of middle yeah. school, but but in high school too, and and I think what you what you brought up is a good point uh, about the fact that the the confidence it 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 wavers and it goes up and down, and and there's some days that are better than others, and and. As a coach, if I, you know, say something to, to, you know, bring out some leadership and pump up a player and encourage them one day, like they might have a, you know, a down day the next day and it's a continual process. And so you have to be consistent about it and, and really uh, keep encouraging and, and keep being positive with them. And I think that one of the things for, I know for me personally, is that really isn't the biggest strength of my personality. It's not that I'm not a positive person, but I know I personally am not like the biggest like rah-rah going to give you confidence type person. But Mm -hmm. I think I've learned I have to, for certain players, be that person if I want them to, you know, be leaders or I want to really get them uh, to where I need them to be. And so it it seems like um, it's important for coaches to maybe realize that the way, you have to communicate with players to get what you want out of them might have to involve stepping outside of who you even normally are as a person and and kind of meeting them where they're at. And and maybe that was something that you kind of dealt with because I don't know if you lacked much confidence when you were playing or if that's something that you had to sort of think about in in order to, you know, instill that confidence to them.
0: Yeah, and I, I really think you hit the nail on the head with, you know, you have to know you know, who you're talking to. Um, and that's probably the biggest thing that I see coaches struggle with, or, you know, players stop playing is because their coach didn't coach them the way they needed to be coached or didn't talk to them how they personally wanted to be talked. you know, coaching and developing people and leading is not a, it's not a cookie cutter thing, you know. Um, you know, and as coaches, you know, we have to be, especially now that we know the global pandemic, you know, we have to be um, flexible and you have to, you know, like you said, step out of your comfort zone as a, as a leader. And I think that's probably the biggest thing is, you know, when you're trying to develop leaders and communicators and things, you have to know, I know it's a lot, you know, you're teaching and, um, you know, dealing with basketball as well, but you have to be able to look at each player as an individual instead of you know as a whole group so i think that's probably the biggest thing you know is just being able to recognize you know who needs to be coached differently and different things like that so
1: and and i I think uh, exactly with what you said it it really does tie also into the the relationships that you build and Mm -hmm. and the trust that you build within your team so that your players understand why you're talking maybe to one player differently than you talk to the other and they don't think like oh they're being unfair you know not treating each other equally well no i'm not treating all of you equally i'm treating you fairly and treating you the way that like i know i need to communicate and i know i need to talk with you and you know, having that trust between your players and so that they understand, oh, like coach is talking to this person, you know, they pulled this player aside because that's how they need to be talked to versus, you know, me, like you can just yell at me in front of everyone. And I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. but yeah, just just understanding that. Yeah. Um, now on, on, on the other end, I, I don't know if you, you've had experience with this or not. Um, have you been in situations with players who – um either maybe thought they were leaders, but they really weren't, or maybe players who like looked up to somebody as a leader, but that player really wasn't the type of leader that you wanted them to be looking up to. Have, have you had experiences with uh, i'd hate to say the term the wrong leader, but I guess I will. Have you had experiences with that
0: yeah, and um i and you know, like you said, you hate to say you know wrong leader. But you know, it's just kind of like, ah, oh, man, I don't want you looking at them for that, you know, uh, <laughs> uh-huh. they know what they're doing. <laughs> um, but yeah, and really, I mean, it's hard. It's kind of a sticky situation to be in because you know you don't want to go to that girl and say, "Hey, you can't look at them for a leader because they don't know what the heck they're doing," or you know, whatever it is. But I think it's kind of going to that person and just saying, "Hey, I know you look to her." As a leader for this or whatever. However, you know, maybe also, you know, watch so and so and how they do it or how they uh, react to different situations. Just, you know, not to where you're not discouraging them from looking to that person. Cause if they're confident and, you know, they trust that person for whatever reason, it's fine. But, you know, I think in my experience, I've probably just been like, hey, you know, also, Watch this person or model what this person's doing um i try not to discourage it because they're like well you know coach was talking about blah 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 or mm-hmm. you know you don't want to start any of that so probably just encouraging them to you know lean on other players as well as the one they already feel confident in
1: well well that that really kind of ties back into what we talked about, about about being positive and the way that you frame your statements and the way that Mm -hmm. you have those conversations. So then it seems like what what might be most effective in those situations is if, you know, you have a lot of, uh, you know, your team who's looking up to player A, but you really want them to focus on player B, I think that as a coach, if you're consistently being positive about player B and talking about all the great things that player B is doing. And hey, if you want to play or be, you know, successful or whatever the case may be, like, you should Mm. model what player B is doing. I think the message will get across (laughs) uh, without you being negative and necessarily saying anything bad about, you know, player A in that example. Um, uh, It kind of frames it definitely in a more positive manner. And, And so with that, to kind of follow up with that, have you then had to have conversations with, with that player? And have you had to like tell them like, Hey, you're not really demonstrating these leadership qualities that you think you are, or, Hey, these players are looking up to you because, but you're demonstrating X, Y, and Z on the court. And that's not what we want to have happen. Have have you had those type of conversations with those players?
0: Yes. Um, and you know, again, you know, I try to be positive Mm -hmm. and frame everything to where it's not tearing kids completely down, but I'm also going to be completely honest with them as well. So, you know, I, I had a couple players, uh, actually an example last year, um, you know, these girls had really never been taught anything and, you know, they had kind of had the stigma of, well, you get them down, then, you know, all heck is going to break loose. They'll start punching and whatever. And I hadn't seen it until, this one game, and I don't know what was going on, but, you know, we had a player in the JV game slap the opponent, and um, then in the varsity game, one of the senior leaders, um, she actually got frustrated and, like, hit a girl, too, so, you know, when I looked at her, I was like, hey, you know, look, you're a leader, and I have to have you on the floor, however, I can't have you acting like this, you know, I mean, We can't have, we can't build a program with our senior leader acting like this on the floor. And you can't expect, you know, these young players to want to be in the program and build this awesome program if this is how you're acting and behaving. So, you know, as much as I am positive, I was like, look, we can't be acting like this on the floor, you know, just because you get frustrated doesn't mean we have to act like, hoodlums out here I mean (laughs) um, it was just well one it was embarrassing for me as a coach because I'm like oh my gosh I can't believe you know it looks like I have no control over these girls but um, but yeah just letting them know like hey you have a whole team of girls that look to you when bad times happen in a game and I can't have you do that but expect the other girls not to do that so you know, after that, she definitely understood. She, you know, she apologized, and she was embarrassed, and uh, she wrote a letter to the school, the other school, actually, so, you know, it really hurt her pride, but so being honest with her was, you know, helpful, because, you know, it was something that I didn't like, so, you know, just, you know, as much as you can frame and be positive how you say things, you know, they also want you to be honest with them. They don't, you know, I don't know. It was just a crazy situation, but I definitely was completely honest with her and told her that, you know, if she was going to act like that, then she wasn't welcome in my program. So, um, I think that kind of, um, you know, uh, woke her up a little bit. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So that was probably the biggest, the biggest one, I guess.
1: Well, you kind of bring up the idea then that you might end up taking over a program where who knows what standards were put in place before you got there. Who knows what yeah. the reputation is, or, you know, you might have a, a, a girl or, or a guy who was, you know, the so-called leader, uh, you know, and it's their senior year, but they were never a leader really. And, and yeah. you may have to rebuild and, and start over and, and you maybe in those tough situations like you were where, where you might have to have the, those real honest conversations and then I think as a coach it really comes down to you know what is it that you're going to stand for and like uh, what are you going to um, re- really tolerate in, in your program and that if you are really serious about those standards and, and those certain qualities then um, you'll have to have those real serious conversations and hopefully they go the way that you want them to but um, like like we like I just mentioned, you kind of never know what what you're taking yeah. over, uh, right. and so I, I guess I'll kind of follow that up with within your your current position. Then um, sounds like things are are going really well uh, in in this current position and in, in the roles that you took over. And so, did you find uh, that you were needing to correct much in in this current position or is it more so like hey like you know things are going you know pretty well and uh, i just maybe need to you know tweak a little things to get some leadership or uh, how is that process kind of going from your previous position to this one
0: um so it's definitely you know this program is significantly uh more successful so you know we have that going for us um I've, you know, heard through the grapevine that, you know, there were some issues last year between players, Mm -hmm. um, but right now, since we're only, it's per, you know, Indiana High School Athletic Association, we're only allowed to go twice a week for two hours, and right now, a lot of our, well, not a lot, but a handful of our um, better players are currently playing soccer, so the dynamic that I've heard is, you know, kind of unsteady. I haven't seen it yet because they aren't in practices right now. So I don't know what I'm walking into right now. It's been, it's been pretty good. But, um, again, you know, I'm, I'm here, you know, not that I have to rebuild a program, but, you know, I set very high expectations for how, you know, girls behave and things like that. And I make it very clear, like, I would love to have you as part of my program, but I don't tolerate, you know, certain behaviors. So, you know, as much as I want you as part of my program, I, care more about the foundation that we're laying out for Mm -hmm. you know the players now and the younger players and our feeder programs that look and watch our program so you know yes love to have you but not gonna not gonna deal with that so um, it'll be interesting once soccer season and the fall sports seasons are over and more of our players and those returning players start coming to things so might have to have another podcast. <laughs> <laughs>
1: the follow up about the part yeah. two of, of what yeah. happened here. That's no, <laughs> funny. And, uh, but uh, a couple a couple of coaches I've talked to uh, have brought up that point, though, that, that you're kind of alluding to, which is when, when you're taking over um, a program you don't want to necessarily maybe assume anything and and you want to make sure that you're very clear about your expectations and very clear about the things that you stand for, because who knows what was put in place beforehand or who knows what either you might emphasize that somebody else didn't emphasize and, uh, you, you know, it's you might have players. Any coach listening who's taken over a new program might have players who had the same coach for two, three years, and now they have you. And you know, there's just there's just a process with that. So hopefully, yep. hopefully, all that goes well. And 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 like, I'm happy that has been good news so far. Yeah. Now, um, the the last last question with this in in regards to leadership is I, I know that not not many, but um, you know, there's there's some coaches who. They they might wonder like okay we're gonna you know build leadership and we're gonna you know talk about all these great qualities and everything um, during you know the practice and off season and off the court but what benefit am I really gonna see on the court how what what is this gonna actually translate to on the court so I'm curious from you uh, what do you notice on the court whether it's in practice or during games when those leaders are are really shining and and demonstrating that leadership.
0: I would probably have to say especially in a game is when when the times are tough. You know, my high school coach always used to say like it's basketball is a game of runs. You know, we're going to go on a run. We're not going to shut a team out. And you know, you have to be able to, you know, we've had our run. Now, you know, they're going to have a run at some point in the game and How you respond to that is going to be, you know, the telltale of the game. So probably when times get tough in a game is when I think most leaders will kind of take over whether they know it or not. You know, who's going to, if the offense is crazy and everybody's just kind of running around, nobody knows what's going on which girl is going to take the ball and get everybody organized and then, you know, restart. So, Mm -hmm. you know, whether they know they're leading or not, you know, it's just something like, um, whenever the times that get tough in a, in a game or, you know, at a practice, if, you know, they're just consistently, you know, messing something up or it's like one or two players, it's, you know, what girl is going to pull them aside or, you know, kind of talk them through what's happening so definitely in a game it's you know when the times get tough who's gonna who's gonna lead us to victory I guess for lack of better words
1: well I I, I really 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 like that I I really agree that it's it's the player who's gonna you know kind of step up and, and really kind of take the take the reins in in those moments and I know that for me Personally, and I'll, I'll let you speak speak on your experience of that. I know for me personally that one of the things that I, I struggled with, and I still do, but I'm a little bit better because I've identified it, is that I would talk too much in those situations. You know, if things got you know difficult, or things you know were getting down to a, a stressful type situation at the end, it, it was it was me who was doing a, a lot of the talking and a lot of the you know so-called leadership. And what I found was. I wasn't really letting my players kind of develop that on the court because I was kind of taking that opportunity away from them because I was doing you know all of the talking and all of the uh, the leadership type uh, ability I suppose away from them. Is that something that that you are 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 thinking about? Is that something that you've had to deal with yourself or? I've, have you always been pretty okay with, you know, in those moments, it's, it's the player's time and they need to be listening to each other and, and hearing from one another?
0: Uh, it Yes and no. I mean, mm-hmm. it just kind of depends, I think, of who's on the floor. You know, if,
1: mm.
0: because, just because there might be a girl that, yes, she can lead by example, but when she talks to her teammates, she's talking at them. So, uh-huh. you know, it's not <laughs> really going to help anybody. So, I definitely want to hear them like, Hey, this is what we're seeing over here. What's it look like out there for you? And, you know, if they have a plan or they see something that's open, then we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out, you know, and kind of run with what they're, they're doing. Um, You know, I'm not saying I let them just go out there and play street ball, but (laughs) you know, everything looks different. You know, I'll see something different. My assistants will see something different and the girls on the court will see something different. So, you know, just, with certain ones on the floor and, you know, asking them and I think giving them a sense of ownership of what's happening. I think that also builds a better relationship, you know, going back to that, uh, builds a better relationship with you and your players because they're like, Oh gosh, she trusts me right now. You know, like she wants to hear me. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I mean, letting them kind of talk through it or, you know, in huddles or time or, um, you know, free throws, you know, getting them to huddle and kind of, you know, get their heads back in it and um, asking them for their opinion. I I think that's really big.
1: Yeah, I I think that it's it's a great balance and in, in part of the relationship piece of of kind of just knowing the situation and like you mentioned, you know, okay, if everybody's looking up to this player, like, what is this player going to be saying to them at the yeah. moment? Are they are they, you know, communicating the most effectively and are, are they giving you know the the best possible words that that player needs to hear? Because, you know, we know the way that we are going to talk to each of our individual players, but I think. Sometimes, you know, the ones that we designate as our leaders, they might not necessarily know how to communicate the, you know, the message properly to each of their teammates in a way that uh, is going to get them to, to where they need to be. And so I think that that's also something important to mention. And uh, a follow-up question that that came to mind as you were talking was that we can give this responsibility and, and kind of give a little bit of that ownership to to our leaders. But uh, as we know of basketball, things don't always, you know, work out the way that we want them to. And, you know, we, we might say, hey, like, this is what we're going to do. And, you know, go out there and, and I'm giving you this power to lead and it might not work out the way that they want to. They might lose a game or, you know, they might not get the opportunity or the shot that they wanted. So, have you had situations where you've had, you know, you've given leaders an opportunity to lead and, and maybe they they fell short and, you know, they're taking it personally or they're taking it on themselves? Is that something that you've had to deal with? And, and how are those conversations like with those players if you have?
0: Yeah, so probably the biggest thing, you know, and, you know, if they do take it personal, for me, that shows me that they care and, you know, that they are um, kind of, taking, you know, putting them, putting the team before themselves and saying like, dang, you know, I messed up or, you know, whatever, whatever they're telling themselves. However, you know, I want to, I'm big on like, why? Um, And, you know, kids are always like, well, why, why would I do that? Why am I doing this? So that's, you know, I, if something happens and it doesn't work out, you know, I try to talk them through why it didn't, or, you know, what we could have done or whatever, and I never say, you know, you never want to put it on them, because you're the coach, so, you know, I'll always be like, hey, that's my bad, next time, this is what we'll do, or, you know, and just kind of talk them through, yes, I saw what you saw, however, maybe you could have, or maybe we could have done this differently, or something, so that, you know, they're understanding what happened and why. So then, you know, maybe the next time they're put in that situation, they're like, Oh, this is what coach was talking us through. This is, this is what happened. And this is what we're going to do this time. So, um, because I know that's really, especially girls, you know, they overthink everything. So as much as I can tell them why Mm
1: -hmm. something
0: happened or didn't happen, um, I think that will better prepare them for the next time. If there is a next time that they're in that, uh, situation.
1: And since you are, are, are one that, that considered uh, yourself to be a, more a, of a leader and taking that leadership responsibility when you were playing, was that something that, that personally worked for you if you can reflect back and think back to when you were playing? Is that the way that you would like to have been communicated with? Is that how you were communicated with when you dealt with those sort of situations?
0: Uh, Well, that's definitely not how I was communicated (laughs) to,
1: Yeah, Uh, (laughs) Um,
0: but you know, I can, you know, think about tons of situations now that I'll replay in my head, like, gosh, Shelby, if you would have just done this differently, or had you done this two plays before, you know, the situation would have been like this. So there are definitely times where I'm like, okay, I need to, because I'm a visual learner. So, you know, I need to be able to, I play things back in my head and I'm like, gosh, if I would have just done this, that would have worked or that's why we did that instead of this. So, Mm -hmm. you know, as much as, you know, I say the girls are big why people, I am too, you know, this is why it didn't work. So that's kind of how I would, you know, I would take a game and think about it and say, okay, well, that's why that happened. So, you know, next time I'm put in this situation, this is what, this is what I'm going to do, or this is how I'm going to react. So
1: and and i think that that that's really helpful i know it's helped a lot of my my players as well is just just seeing it and like being able to whether it's seeing film or you know if you if they ask why then well here's this film here's why <laughs> here yeah. here's why yeah. you know we should have done this and not done this and and just being aware like we talked about with the relationships and and how you communicate with them and understanding that i know for me there are certain players who i won't really say a word to after like a tough loss because they're 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 just not with it and they're not going to be listening to me anyway and there's a couple players who they're they're in the right mindset possibly to have a quick conversation about it but you know just making sure that like like we talked about that it's positive because you know emotions depending on the game can run a little bit high and uh understanding you know just what what's going to work best for them. And like, like we talked about with film, you know, film doesn't lie. Film, film is great at explaining things and showing things. So uh, it could be, absolutely, could be your best friend. Um, Well, yeah, this was, uh, this was great. I know that we could have uh, talked for, for much longer just about this topic, but, but to wrap up um, what I would like to do first, coach is, uh, and you mentioned a great one earlier, but is there a, coaching moment of yours that you think others listening would be able to learn from?
0: Um, I would probably, I mean, and it really, it's just not, it's not like one moment, mm-hmm. but just kind of going into, you know, like I said, I was, you know, the team that I had last year was, they were an 0 and 40 team. They hadn't won a game in three years or two years. And really, if you can show players that you care in that you're human, like they will run through brick walls for you. Um, so that is probably my biggest thing. You know, if you want to build a program, you know, you want to set your expectations, follow those expectations. And, you know, last year I told them I said, I only need five, five girls that are bought into what we're trying to do here. You know, mm-hmm. I know nobody wants to play a game with five people, <laughs> but I said, all I need is five. And you know, that kind of set the tone for the rest of the season. Like, Hey, coach is serious. She, only needs five players. So, you know, I need to show her that I'm here. So just letting them know that you care and you're setting those expectations because you care. Um, I think it will do wonders for your program as a whole.
1: Yeah. And and just, just to add with that, because I 100% agree, you know, th- those are the Types of characteristics as a coach that if you embody those and you show those, you know, those are the ones that create those long lasting relationships and all the things that will, you know, stick with the players well beyond, well beyond basketball. And you mentioned before about your, your idea of, you know, teaching through basketball and um, just yeah. all, these, all all the other skills and all the other, you know, things that you want to communicate and, you know, we talk about Uh, You know, players being leaders, but us being leaders and us being role models and modeling all of those, you know, positive behaviors or behaviors that they'll need later in their life. And so uh, 100% agree. I, I really like that a lot. And, and now to, to wrap up, coach, what I give uh, every guest is I, I give them what I call like my 60 second soapbox, but feel free to go longer if you need to, <laughs> where they can give out their uh, final thought, their final idea, kind of their closing message that they would want uh, our listeners to hear. So I'm going to go ahead and give you the floor, coach. Go ahead.
0: All right. Um, really just, I just remember why you got involved in the game to begin with. Um, you know obviously who doesn't love to win and who doesn't hate to lose Um, but it is so much more and you know I don't have this yet because you know I'm still young and haven't been through programs where I have you know adults already but you know time and time again you'll hear a coach say the best thing about a the best thing about coaching is you know when you have that player from 10-15 years ago you know call you up and want to catch up on their life because you were that big of an influence on them. So, you know, for me, I always try to coach with, you know, my experiences, you know, what did I, why did I want to play basketball and why did I enjoy coming to high school basketball and, you know, supporting and coming to practice and things. So just remember why you fell in love with the game and, you know, coach with that. No, you know, don't worry about, I mean, yes, you want to worry about the wins and losses, but it is so much bigger, you know, as I said, you know, you want to teach through the game, not for the game, because it is so much bigger than basketball. And, you know, as much as we can influence and, um, develop good people, because our world is lacking good people right now, as much as we can influence and develop good people that will hopefully go on and do big things in our crazy world right now. Um, (laughs) (laughs) is just really what it's all about. So um, building those relationships, teaching through the game, not for the game, and just remembering uh, why you fell in love with the game to begin with. So
1: well, I, I really really like that because that's that's a, such a guiding question I think for life in general. The what is your why? Like what is your yeah. purpose? You know what what yeah. why are you coaching? I, why right. coaching? like what is your why? And I I think once you know what the why is, then it's a lot easier to think of the how you're going to do something. Once you have that guiding purpose of of why you're doing something, and and like we talked about, hopefully hits for for the kids and 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 for the players and then all of the things that you're teaching through basketball if and i think if that's your why then you're going to have those uh phone calls 10 15 years after your players leave where they excitedly tell you about all the all the great things that are going in in their life so uh, i really like that you know the whole idea what is your why I, i think is always something we could reflect on and uh this was great and so uh Coach, I want to thank you for spending some time talking about leadership, talk about developing leaders, you know, all the things uh, I- involved with leadership and, and the experiences you had both playing and, and both coaching in, in some of your unique situations. Uh, really informative, re- really entertaining, and, and I really appreciate it. So, uh, Coach Glebe, I want to thank you again. Good luck going forward. Hopefully your team gels and meshes together and everything goes great with that and that you can uh, safely play this upcoming season. Thank you so much.
0: Yeah, no. Thank you for having me. This was this was awesome. Anytime you can talk about basketball, it's a good conversation, right?
1: <laughs> Win-win. Anytime we get to talk, coach, teach basketball, teach in general, absolutely, hundred yeah. percent agreed. Uh, thank you so much, <laughs> and for all of you listening, thank you guys so much for listening. This was another edition of the Basketball Teacher podcast. We'll see you guys next.